Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. One mission to bring Major League Baseball to Oregon. Powered by the Portland Gear Store and Guardian Games, this is the Diamonds and Roses podcast. And without further ado, your hosts, Ben and David. Let's get ready to rumble! R- wrong sport, but I, lo- I love it, Centerfield. What's up? <laughs> What's going on, Dave? Uh, just uh, exciting, new, exciting new day. We got 2019. We got new guests. We got new episodes. Uh, we got new enlightenment, most importantly, and here we are. Yeah. Graybeard. Oh, hey, young whippersnapper. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dave's trying to grow this beard all of a sudden, but it's Gosh. blotchy with gray. Yeah. Hey, I'm a silver fox. Zip it. Just, I'm going to get you a thing of just for men, Dave. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Whatever, young puppy. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, we are back uh, with another episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast 2019 with Portland Eastside Baseball and our uh, special co-host. Special co-host, how are you doing? Doing good here. Thanks for having me again. All right. Who's the special co-host? Well, we appreciate Mr. Andrew being here. Talk a little bit about yourself. So I'm a, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm an engineer by trade. What? Uh, I am. Yes. Yes. So I uh, work at uh, a tech company, but uh, in my hobby, in my spare time, I collect hats and I post hats on Instagram. Very cool. And uh, started doing Twitter and just interaction with people all over the world is quite amazing and uh, promotes uh, local businesses and like uh, sports teams like the hops and the, mm-hmm. the pickles. So yeah, it's having a lot of fun with that. Uh, just interacting with people. That's the nice. that's what I, just what I well, want to do. We'll have to have them, have them come to a Pickles game with us we this are. summer. Yeah. Oh, I, I would love that. But I want to stick with you for a second, Adrian. Yeah, yeah. So um, when you first saw everything going on with the podcast uh-huh. and these two crazy guys coming out of nowhere, <laughs> well, what were you thinking at the time? I was thinking, this looks interesting. I, I just heard about the uh, uh, Portland Diamond Project and the PDX to uh, MLB to PDX movement. I would go, okay, let me check these guys out. The uh, just want to learn more uh, about the history because you guys were just uh, uh, talking about the, the Mavericks and even like the 1800s uh, uh, based on Portland, the, pi- the Pioneers. Pioneers. And it's yeah, like quite amazing, just the history. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty much a history buff on a lot of subjects, but baseball, I, it's like when I was a kid growing up, I just loved baseball. I loved the statistics. I mm-hmm. just... Uh, followed like all the kind of old school uh, players, you know, like the Mickey Mantles, the Babe Ruths, and and so forth. But uh, just the history of Portland, I didn't know too much about it until listening listening to you guys. That was so. a pretty phenomenal episode from the historical standpoint, yeah. and knowing and that's why I titled it "A Pioneer in the Titanic." When one of the gentlemen that played with the Portland Pioneers owned a salmon canning industry up near Bonneville Lock Dam, who then eventually got all this money. Went to uh, went to the Europe on his fortieth wedding anniversary with his wife. Took the Titanic yeah. back 
And the, of course, we all know what happened to the Titanic. His wife survived. He did not. Um, and then I think his wife had later came back and succumbed to, I believe, which was depression because of her husband, you know, dying while out in the middle of the Atlantic yeah. Ocean yeah. from the whole Titanic. So it's really, really interesting with the history of the Portland Pioneers and how there's that relation. So I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah the history part uh, was was new to me, and we started that research process in August, and just just kind of from from nowhere, and that was pretty, you know, nineteenth century Portland area baseball and the connections mm-hmm. and the and the characters and uh, just wild stuff. I, I could have swore I saw some pictures of you, Dave. Yeah, well, I'm old. <laughs> I'm older than dirt. This isn't gonna stop, is it? No. <laughs> I'm cool with it, or am I? Uh, well, um, but Andrew, uh, thank you for being a, a listener of the podcast. We we really appreciate um, you know your your listening one, um, and two, you know that's why I really wanted to um, reward you uh, for being a really great listener and having you come on. And um, you know, one of the things that I actually wanted to surprise you, but I I forgot to bring it with me uh-huh. tonight. But I I actually have a gift for you. When we meet up again, um, I have an actual autographed uh, bag of Big League Chew from Rob Nelson that I'd love to give oh, to no you. Way. Yeah. Oh, that's um, so the awesome. creator of Big League Chew. Yeah. yeah. So uh, wow, awesome! Thank for, you for you. Next time we meet up, yeah, um, totally. I will have a autographed bag of Big League Chew from friend of the podcast Rob Nelson for you. So sweet. Uh, so thank you for being a listener. Um, and while we're on it. Uh, you know, uh, we have ha- we, by the time this one comes out, our 25th episode will have been released. So I wanted to let everybody know that um, we are going to do another giveaway, um, and it will be an actual bag of Big League Chew that is autographed by uh, Rob Nelson. So if you are interested in um, getting a bag of Big League Chew autographed by Rob Nelson, follow us on Twitter at Podcast Roses. Look us up. And uh, I'll have Andrew pick the winner for so. those uh, for those slackers who for those slackers who aren't familiar and, and newbies and slackers who aren't familiar with Rob Nelson, former Portland Maverick, uh, colorful character, Portland Maverick and inventor of Big League Chew. Yeah. So uh, with that said, let's let's get on to our uh, our second part of our episode with uh, Portland Eastside Baseball and um, want to talk about the foundation. What? why why start this uh this group wow that's a that's a that's a big question but um it really comes down to um so after my playing career i became an educator a teacher and i worked in north portland um i often told uh out of out of roosevelt i i suggested many times in the in the area with youth leagues and stuff that there's a lot of talent here um, and there's a lot of potential for players, but uh, I could see the development of the elite uh, baseball sort of outfits growing, club baseball growing. Um, uh, and now currently I work uh, uh, in northeast Portland and landed the job um, at Madison as head coach. And, uh, you know, I still see that. I see uh, a lot of players, a lot of kids that love to play the game, enjoy enjoy playing baseball or enjoy just being a part of something in high school, mm-hmm. right? Having a, some activity, something to do besides just the classroom. Um, and so just try to extend that high school career. 
Uh, and then I started realizing that um, all on the east side, Franklin, Roosevelt, um, all the PIL schools and outside the PIL, Park Rose and Reynolds and, and some other neighborhoods on the east side, Centennial, those types of places, um, there's a lot of kids that want to play baseball. And uh, you can build a program outside of having to have uh, a lot of money. You know, um, you can build it for kids and there's enough people out there that will sponsor Mm -hmm. that approach and support that approach. Um, And so, um, you know, with the insightfulness of Easton and um, some of my uh, fellow uh, coaches at the surrounding high schools, we started really we can put this thing together and it's just kind of grown. It started we started uh, in 2011 and then in 2016 we became nonprofit, got the 501c3 status and we're just learning about how it all yeah. goes. But as Dave and I were talking earlier, it's just it, I believe we're on the forefront. I believe mm-hmm. we are pioneers in it um, on a national level. I think uh, it's going to be the trend. Um, and I saw that recently at the American Baseball Coaches Convention um, where there was a diversity in baseball committee being established, which yeah. I instantly joined. And um, uh, I just see the opportunity there. I think there's a lot of underserved kids out there. And mm-hmm. um, that's as an educator, that's kind of like always been my number one goal. Coaching educators, give kids an opportunity. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's and there I, for them. I really want to say that I, I think that um, what soccer has been able to do so successfully is that early, you know, interaction, you know, development, getting actively involved with children and, and raising awareness, yeah. getting a lot of people playing. And I feel like that's kind of similar to what, what you're trying to do because, you know, really yeah. it was baseball was a huge thing when I was growing up and even, yeah. you know, prior, you know, years prior to that. And, I feel like it's a little bit kind of died off since then. And I feel like there's a lot of um, individuals who are working very, very hard to do what they can to bring uh, baseball back to the elite level that it once was in, 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 in maybe, I don't know, you guys could jump in maybe even higher than what it was. What yeah. it was. The transition, you know, the transition uh, really kind of started with, with the rise of club baseball in the nineties, uh, you know, in the, kind of the mid to late nineties and, and again, as the costs rose, the competitiveness rose, right. and, and it, it changed the kind of demographics of baseball, the opportunities of baseball. The uh, in terms of the, there were some some gatekeeper issues there. So, you know, and that's that's it's it's it was a societal shift with with the game. But it sounds like with with uh, groups like yours, and there 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 might be a shift back with this with this pendulum in terms of uh, community outreach, sponsorship, fundraising, um, and again reestablishing that kind of access and that opportunity, that openness um, and, and getting rid of kind of that, I guess, elitism and that kind of lack of equity that, that has gotten in the way of some sports, but, but baseball in years past. And I'm seeing a shift there. Yeah. Yeah. At least within our community, you know, um, we're not trying to steal the thunder of little league baseball. Little league baseball is absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. and it needs to continue. And, uh, you know, I just saw you guys at the, uh, at the, um, Old timers, old timers baseball, baseball deal. A lot of gray beards there. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's getting in yeah, now, Dave. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I got the old person parking discount. So that was good. <laughs> yeah. No, but, not disabled, but old person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there supporting it. And uh, Tabor Villa, 
Little League and um, Parkside Little League, which are two merged little leagues, are a part of our community over hmm. on the east side, and they both received awards there the other night, which was fantastic. Yeah. So we saw after Little League, when they age out from Little League, we're seeing there's nothing organized on the east side. It's that transition. It's yeah. that transition time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's really what we're trying. That's the void we're trying to fill. Uh, 14 and the blessing is that Legion Baseball goes all the way up to 19 years mm-hmm. of age. So, I mean, a guy can go off to college and come back and play one more summer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how special cool. is that? You get to continue to play the game uh, that you've learned to love so much as you're growing up. So what? What's the um, what's the pitch that you know you, you're given to uh, you know somebody who wants to be affiliated, wants to you know sponsor you know because maybe maybe somebody who listens to the podcast is like oh well, you know they're looking for sponsors or something and you know what's that pitch that you give to them um, when you know they're you're either asking somebody or somebody's trying to talk to you about you know that sponsorship. Well, yeah. So for, first off, just to lay it out there, I mean, the overall cost and, and just explain that, but that um, that you're really giving back to a community. You're really giving back to a, a group of uh, high schools and kids on the east side that um, can can use the support um, and just give the you know, it's, it's like a boys and girls club. It's like uh, any other sort of organization that's nonprofit looking to support kids in the in the neighborhoods. Um, we have a lot of fun playing baseball in the summer and, and we do it in a very stylish way mm-hmm. and we've had guys that have gone away to other programs and come back and said no coach we, we want to play for east side because we had a good time um and so um you know that's that's really i mean that for us that's the selling factor is that we're 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 teaching baseball but we're off, we're trying to give you a good time we're trying to have have some fun let you enjoy your life and uh and grow up and like i said earlier uh we teach with a win approach so it's what's important now it's a it's a character development thing mm. and that's our big thing is to develop character with kids and like you were saying andrew earlier yeah. to to let them enjoy the game but also learn the lessons that they're going to need to carry forward to become engineers or uh, move on in life um as educators or whatever career path they choose yeah, yeah exactly you know hmm. um so I think I think that's a big selling piece um, to the people that have sponsored us. They like that approach. Um, yeah, I was reading your your mission and your goals. Uh, you know, your mission said to use baseball as a vehicle to support underserved youth, equipping them with tools to be successful in high school, college, and beyond. And then you said your goals are our goal is to prepare kids for high school and beyond by giving them the tools they need to succeed. We do that through a win character development program and trainings provided by the Positive Coaching Alliances. And win is what's important now i feel like your son had a lot to do with writing of those goals and and that because i feel like a lot of that comes from the whole behavioral health sciences background Uh, and you got to speak in the mic yeah i do need to speak in the mic um uh he did establish that a long time ago the win um because as much as winning is important to us because you need to I mean, winning is important because you need to have that goal. But you're talking about what's important but now. But what's important now. So when the winning doesn't happen, mm-hmm. what's important after that? When uh, when you're down and you're, you know, you're beat up and you went over four, what's important now? You know, and I think that's something really hard for uh, a lot of youth to ask themselves, let alone adults to ask themselves mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, so that approach really just came with like, okay, you know, we, we want something that's a building block that's going to say, okay, 
you can turn to this whenever, you know. For me in college, it was brawl. You know, uh, brotherhood respects accountability. We could always turn to that, and that was our thing. Mm-hmm. For us, we can turn to that. We can tell our guys. We can look out there and say, okay, look, WIN, dude, what's important now? And still, one of the key things that we're seeking to and desiring to attain, winning, is within those words. So it's you know, and that's what's important. It's kind of a dual concept, I think, mm-hmm. in that in that sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we teach it. I mean, because winning, like a lot of people are going away from the whole winning, you know, the trophy things. People talk about it, but as much as winning is important, when you walk away from the field, even if you just lost, you shouldn't feel defeated. Yeah. It's about defeat. It's not about the actual loss itself, because you know. We've I've dealt with loss. I've dealt with winning, and you know. So and, and yeah. in that sense, so in that sense, that's how but what it means. I, I just want to touch base on you know you brought up trophies. You know, a lot of people are adamant about giving trophies. Like I'm not necessarily adamant about giving trophies for everything. I feel like you have to earn it, and by just giving it is not not teaching our youth. Uh, you you earn this by putting in the time the effort working as a team and and in participating and and because you've you've done all of these things you know your your team has now uh, you know accomplished something and, and where do we go from there when we're just becoming a trophy society or giving trophies away I, I i just i personally don't like that old trophy mentality <laughs> i like the fact of having to earn it and so I, I like the even fact though you got nothing but participation trophies going out. <laughs> well, my my dad would always tee that one up. <laughs> my my dad would always rip the uh, the thing off and write champ on it. <laughs> Good work. Good work. Oh, nice. So I I'm I'm a champ. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You know, you talk about the uh, participation trophies versus you know traditional trophies, changing that whole notion of. Um, what what a what a victory looks like you know not just awarding a trophy but what what an award looks like for a, for a a moment of good character or uh you know a, a more a moment of extreme hustle or a game of extreme hustle or things like that and kind of being creative with what you praise uh the things you praise the characteristics or the the moments that you praise in, in terms of um, and and that goes into that individual psychology and that individual motivation that that you two were referencing and that, that is part of your educational background, right? In terms of this not having this this kind of a one size fits all approach and and everybody uh, everybody everybody can be equal without everybody being the same essentially and, and looking at their background, their life experience, their context, their perception, and their personality. That's interesting. I noticed that you you have different you know levels for for teams. Are are kids trying out for for your teams, or are they um, are they signing up and you know being a part of all of this? So it is a tryout. So first, it's the sign up part, and that will get into the tryout. Um, but we have enough teams for pretty much all the kids that we support, um, twelve U to nineteen U. And basically, that what we're doing is uh, we're having the tryouts, and after they've signed up, they basically come to the Madison High School field because that's our central operating facility. Mm-hmm. 
and um, yeah, it won't be this coming year. Um, so we go and we go there. We hold the tryout and we establish a team based on uh, quality or level of play um, because the AAA level of Legion baseball is pretty high and Super difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then we have single A as well, which is the more developmental level for the high schoolers, but it's still a high good level for Legion baseball. So there is a tryout. We have been having signups. We're actually trying to raise more awareness in our east side community so we have more kids from the east side join us. We've had good participation from Roosevelt, um, decent, a couple guys from Jefferson, hmm. um, yeah. you know, and good amount from Madison. But we need to get more from uh, some of the bigger schools on the east yeah. side, obviously. But, yeah, we do uh, the sign-up. And then um, after that, there are tryouts for each of the levels. What what's what's your level of sign up? How many how many on, on average? How many people are you having sign up for? Uh, uh, well, we'll out? definitely have three teams. Um, our hope is that we can have a, a, a middle uh, two middle level teams again or not again uh, for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Um, so we had enough last year, and I think with uh, with the growth of the kids at the what we call the futures level, um, we play futures level baseball with them. Uh, you know, that's seventh and eighth graders coming into high school. Um, again, they're exited from Little League. They're looking for a place to play. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect summer opportunity for them. Um, last year, we had a really uh, a, a good turnout for that team, largely from Madison and Park Rose High School. Park uh, Rose, that's cool. Uh, Park Rose. It's different. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is different because, yeah. that's a, that, as you know, Dave, that's a struggling mm-hmm. program, and it has been struggling. But yeah. um, Cameron Baker has joined our ranks in terms of volunteer coaches. Yeah, I want to emphasize that all the coaches on the east side – from Franklin to Park Rose to Roosevelt to Jefferson to uh, Madison, I'm missing somebody. But anyway, every all anybody that coaches in the PIL or in those high schools has joined us Very as cool. a volunteer coach. So we all took teams wow. all over the state last summer. Um, uh, but we're hoping to have a, a, a two single we call American Legion single A teams this summer and one triple A team. Uh, as you know, that AAA, you may know that AAA uh, level is pretty, it's, pretty yeah. intense baseball. We yeah. consider it, I, I consider it, having seen a lot of baseball in my life and in this state, I consider American Legion baseball the highest level of competition um, in the state uh, yeah. for high school players. How, how far away are you traveling with these teams as far as competition-wise? Uh, we stay within the state. There's a lot of lot of tournaments within the state. Um, there's a whole league within the state. There's four zones. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, we are in zone two up here. Um, zone two, we've had the induction of Beavertons come in. Okay. Hillsboro is actually bringing in uh, a AAA now. Oh, okay. Loa is bringing in AAA. Um and then uh, you go down. You have Klamath Falls. You have uh, Grants Pass. You have that's all the, the the zones three and four down south. And then you go east over to Ontario and Pendleton and Hermiston, uh, and that's um, zone yeah, one over grand, there. Yeah. Okay. Zone two is from like the Dalles down into the east side uh, of Portland along the coast. Yeah. Yeah, it does go out to the coast. I've okay. actually asked Scapoose to to join us if they would, but or Scapoose and. Uh, uh, seaside, but it's a, it's a pretty large commitment, and you think about the travel of that, you know, and then you have to go out and seek the sponsorship, and you're going to have to do fundraising. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to ask of a high school coach coming off a spring season and moving into a summer season. How but, much time would a coach put in on a you know on a basis in the summertime volunteering for this? How how much time are are well, they putting in did. right now? 
Uh, I was, you know, I'm, as executive director, I was, I was everywhere last summer. It's basically about six weeks of play. And in that six weeks, it can be for a single team, it can be 50 games, 40 games, you know, 40, wow. 50 games. Wow. And so you can, you can be, really be running, you'd be running every day. I mean, mm-hmm. most coaches try to hold it down to 30, you know, 35 games, but some of the more aggressive ones, um, uh, like your Hillsboro guy that just started up. Yeah. He did 55 yeah. games last summer. He's yeah. trying to play catch up. Yeah. 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 So, um, so how, does, how does the scheduling work? You just talk to other Legion teams? No, we have a scheduling meeting. Uh, we had that back in November. Um, and then um, uh, you, you schedule within your zone, and that's usually not enough to catch 35, 40 games. Uh-huh. So then you go out of zone just to play non conference games. Yeah. Um, and you go down to, you know, mostly that's like a Salem area, Other maybe. Zone. Yeah, the closer, yeah, zone. the closer yeah. zones, mm-hmm. north of the zone three, right, uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. So um, in any case, um, Legion baseball is growing strong. I think it's a really good thing. What I would really like to see is some of the posts in, in the Portland area come in a little stronger to it. Um, I'd like to see them. Um, I just, I would like to see um, them and uh, – the two of us come together better and create promotionals, you know, for American yeah. Legion baseball and mm-hmm. for some of some of the the vets. Um, I know we've had the, some of the older vets come out to our ball games at our field, um, but some of the younger ones. Um, and I'd like to see a little more activity, maybe doing fundraising. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could just go. I could go on and on and on yeah. and on about yeah. all the hopes and dreams I have for for that. But um, but yeah, um, it's a pretty big time commitment for the volunteers. Yeah. Most games are in the evenings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, I mean, listening to what you're talking about, and like I, I think to myself, okay, well, you have, you have these kids that are coming off playing high school ball. They're transitioning into that that summertime. This is a lot of games in mm-hmm. in this many weeks. Yeah. Let me ask about the pitchers. Mm-hmm. What, what are you What are you looking at as far as like the pitchers go? Are you we, you putting them on a pitch count? Is oh, there yeah. is there something like that for these guys? Yeah, the American Legion has adopted the the national formation of the the pitch count. You know, it's pretty. It's What's a that national, national trend? One hundred ten pitches in a week. Uh, in well, there's a rest period, right? There's a rest oh, okay, period. So between. then you have four days, and then you can start working yourself. It's like a big league rotation, almost like you can start working yourself back into your next. Uh, round of uh, pitch sequences, you know, but you can go 20, 20 pitches and pitch the next day, right? Mm-hmm. So you can use them as a closer or like that. So uh, good coaches will manage that, right? But we also carry a lot of kids on our roster. So we'd like our AAA roster because we're playing so much. We want it to be upwards of 18 kids. Really? Yeah. Um, and a lot of arms. A lot of arms. Right? Really? And everybody at that level, pretty much everybody's a pitcher. Oh wow! Yeah, once you get triple A, yeah, you, pretty much everybody's got to yeah. be up there sometime or another. You're gonna run into a spot. They were all one, one, They were all one and two at their high school. You know, yeah, yeah throwing. Yeah, and yeah. what do we got left out there? You know, who's okay? Joe's yeah. out in right field. Let's bring him in. He can yeah. he can throw a little bit. Yeah, they're so, all baseball players. So when sometimes yeah. they get to the major league level and they the major leagues use the whole bullpen, they're like, yeah, now pitching is second baseman <laughs> Joe from yeah, Portland, Oregon. Who, <laughs> yeah, I pitched back in high school. <laughs> 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 so it's like getting that experience, yeah. but yeah. wow! I mean, that's that's a ama- that's a lot of games in that it amount is. of time. But the fact that you're able to schedule it, how many teams? And I know you started throwing out all these teams, mm-hmm. but how many teams are in in this particular area? 
you said in, in I think this is Division Two, or am I beginning? Well, Division we have Triple A. There's but, two. But how many how many teams are in each specific um, division of the, of the zone. four yeah. zones? Right, there's the four zone. zones in so Oregon. So your Which, highest level, like yeah. the the, Ameri- the highest level American Legion, what is it, how many teams are in your zone? I believe Joe, uh, Joe Durant told me the other day that we were up. Where, I think we were moving towards ten teams in our zone. Okay. So it's cool. a ten team. 180 league. kids then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then I don't, I'm not sure what the numbers are like down south. I know they tend to be a little bit stronger. We have been growing over the last four or five years in the greater Portland area. That's good. The Legion yeah. has been growing. Excellent. Um, yeah. It's growing. It's so, and then let me throw this at you, too. I mean, you have Slab Town, I mean, known for producing some really good uh, players. And you're on the east side. Mm-hmm. You know, are you trying to kind of, you know, dive into that history and hoping to be able to reproduce that kind of level of player out on the east side as was yeah. produced over in Slabtown back in the day with <coughs> Pesky and the gang? Right, right, right. Um, you know, the east side, um, I mean, certainly um, you get a talented level of player that has uh, had the opportunity to... Um, to be coached by some of the best and uh, play in some, inside of some of the best programs. So when you look at the East Side and look at what we're doing, we're dealing with a lot of kids that haven't had that that opportunity yeah. with the mm-hmm. higher levels of training. But that's where that what's important now comes into play because we, we ran at it for the first time at the AAA level last summer, and it was a long summer. Uh, we didn't have uh, – we had one win under our belt one at the end of the summer. Yeah, uh, and we lost a lot of games. We played a lot of tournaments. We played a lot of really good baseball teams, but at the end of the day, when we looked at those kids, and every after every game, and we would say, "Hey, what's important now? Hey, we're heading down to Newport. They bought we in. Another, they were bought in. Hmm. They had a good time. We we did fun things from Yakina Head Lighthouse to fishing up at Lost Lake, you know, and rowing a canoe around. They'll remember just, those things. They'll yeah. remember those things the rest of their lives mm-hmm. as much as they will remember the baseball. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's it, that band of brother stuff. That's what, what's your return rate on players each year? Well, we're going to find out. Every single one of them at the end of last year at the AAA level said, we're coming back, Coach. That's cool. That was a good time. Um, whether or not we keep him is another story, but I don't mm. know if I want to hear this yeah. on the radio. Yeah. But we have to have our tryouts, and we're hoping to get some more numbers coming in. You know, yeah. So we'll see. And, and I'm going to talk with Easton for a second because he, you know, he says on his little bio on the website that he coached, I think 19U, if I'm correct. Yeah, I I coached this last summer that team that won one game, and so what he was saying is we. We went through that whole summer, and we were trying to teach them how to become better ball players. And we knew what level of talent of baseball we were getting ourselves into when right. we put them into that. And we told them, we said, "Hey, this is going to be the highest level of baseball. You're at every disadvantage. We're going to expose yeah. you to it, and it's going to not only make you better, but you're going to become such more hard of a player because of this. And hard as it's been, you know, you're going to become just a, a rock basically because yeah. because you're going to go through something. And no, you know." You're going to go through the best baseball, and you're going to go through a tough season, but you're going to get a lot better, and we're going to be teaching you at the highest level we humanly possibly can. You had to probably routinely keep them grounded and kind of remind mm-hmm. them of that, knowing teenagers. Definitely. Um, just, just, yeah, Definitely. Uh, uh, but the cool part was, like uh, he said, was they bought into this mentality mm-hmm. that we were Good. teaching. And it's because in college, at my, my four-year university, 
we bought into this uh, idea of the sweat bag mentality, similar to the win mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just you have to go sweat bag. You have to be a sweat bag for the guys around you, for the people, you know, for the team, for what mm-hmm. we, for the cause that we have uh, together. So that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. And one win didn't feel like one win. It felt like you know. It, it felt like we yeah. won because of the success that came from the summer was not in. The you're looking at you're looking at little victories within totally. a, within a game. We think we're oh, going to yeah. be good this next year yeah. if all those guys come and, back. And probably one of the biggest victories that you had was that the fact that these young men came together by the end of the year and probably were a lot closer. Like you said, that band of brothers mentality at the end of the year, where they're probably making some friendships that are going to last. You know, several years where they can, you know, at some point they pick up the phone and they're like, totally. And at the end of it, we were we were really giving good teams a run for their money. You're competing, competing. And we weren't, you know, we're not supposed to be on the same field as you. Well, okay, here we are playing ball harder than you. You know, we'll see where it takes us. So you're saying you like the bad news bears? Very good. Uh, I wouldn't say we're the bad news bears. (laughs) A little different. (laughs) Maybe a little. little. Yeah. But we were good. Speaking of bad news bears, just to not get too outcome, what was your favorite? What's your favorite baseball movie? Uh, Baseball movie, easy. The Sandlot. The Sandlot. And it's the original one, not the multiple. Not the multiple. Yeah, I know the original. Yeah, the original one is fantastic. It's always good. I think my. My oldest or my youngest just watched it for the first time um, this year. Eric, what's what's your uh, favorite baseball movie? Oh, Sand, Sandlot's a good one. Sandlot's definitely. Mm-hmm. It. I remember showing it to these guys a lot in their younger days. Mm-hmm. Field of Dreams is pretty good though. Field of Dreams is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think David and I'm, I, ma- I'm a major league guy. I'm a major league guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just there's yeah there's a lot of like profanity there, but I tell you, <laughs> I tell you. The funniest scene, I think, in the whole entire movie is when they're out on the tarmac and they're duct taping the wings <laughs> or they're duct taping the propellers of the plane yeah. while they're on the tarmac. Hello, Cleveland. Andrew, what's your favorite? I would say uh, The Sandlot. Oh, uh, there it is. Major League is close. Oh, okay. So close second, right on. Yeah. I mean, there's some really great, you know, movies. Mr. Baseball? Mr. Ba- That's with Tom Selleck, isn't it? Yep. 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 Uh, well, I've heard that in a long time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's that one, one that flies under the radar. Yeah, yeah. I, I think A League of Their Own is a really good, you know, oh, movie yeah. too. You know, Tom Hanks. There's no crying in baseball, <laughs> and just the. I mean, it was just phenomenal. I mean, it was a great movie. Very good characters, and I think that the uh, one of the ladies just passed away. That was directed. Yeah, movie. the director. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that yeah, it's crazy. Um, but. Uh, it's been great hearing more about like your program. Um, I'm very excited for you guys and, and, and your these young men that are in this program and what it might be able to do for them as just individuals, not just on the baseball level, but as as young young men and hopefully into adulthood and, and being able to take away something more long term and being able to look back someday and say, I remember when I did X and it was a really fun time, and those crazy guys that were my coaches are awesome. So, um, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more about you know professional baseball and and potential to come to Portland. Um, there's been a lot of talk, and I know we were at the Old Timers Baseball event, and I know they're talking about the potential of either the um, the Athletics or the Tampa Rays um, coming here. And I say, for me personally, if you're going to have one of those teams, please give me the A's. 
Yeah, got to be the A's. Yeah. yeah. They're on the West. <laughs> yep. Not only are they on the West, Ta- but they talent-wise, yeah. they have a great young team. Core. So what what are, what are your thoughts on the potential of Major League Baseball coming to Oregon? Yeah, well, my first thought is that I know Manfred's uh, also, he said, uh, you know, in this uh, transition, these for the, the two possibilities, Tampa Bay and Oakland in terms of that, but if it doesn't happen there, there's also that commitment then to expand as well. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's exciting. That holds potential. Um, yeah. But the last time with the expansion yeah. was what, in the mid-90s? Yeah. That I think was what the Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks and the Rays. Yeah. yeah, they give Portland a team and maybe Montreal, possibly yeah. or yeah. Nashville. Yeah, yeah, because I know that that Craig Cheek was saying that we got to root if we're going to get an expansion, we're got to root for one of these other cities. And he was talking so adamantly about yeah. how they've been communicating Montreal of all places. They're really communicating with them. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to use Olympic stadium. Um, yeah, Cause yeah. I've been, I was there, I've been there a couple of times and actually got an autographed baseball card from Vladimir Guerrero. Very cool. From a game that I went to uh, one <laughs> nice. time. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Did you pick up anything at the banquet the other night? Uh, I was not lucky enough. Yeah. I was going to have to bum cash off Dave. <laughs> and I'm not going to give him any money. Yeah. <laughs> it I just gave him a lot of cash for fantasy football. Yeah. So. <laughs> Mine. But, but um, so, uh, Easton, what's your what's your take on uh, baseball possibly coming to Portland? Well, I am a big fan of that. Uh, currently, I'm a Mariner fan, and that would probably change pretty quickly. That's exactly <laughs> what my wife and I say. Please, bring just it. Just because Please. I, I like local. Um, yeah. But... The thing for me is, we at the Old Timers Banquet, they were talking about the stadium. And for me, personally, if I were the businessman in this situation, I would say, let's sell the rights to the Timbers for the rights we just got and take back our baseball stadium because it's the oldest one west of the Mississippi. Hmm. Right? I remember Beaver Civic Games. Stadium. Yeah, yeah it's like Beaver the Games. oldest mm-hmm. professional baseball oh, yeah. stadium west of the Mississippi. Why would we... So my thing is, let's say, hey, here you guys can have a new park, build it. More soccer fans in the Portland metro area yeah. would buy into that, and we get our old stadium back. Interesting. That's swap. so. That's yeah. my yeah. little thing. I don't think really anyone has thought about that yeah. as much. But I, the the new design, yeah. I was looking at it, and I was like, it's like this battle star ship from like Star Wars. I was like, to like do the side by side picture at one time. I thought I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, it's going to be a state, uh, clearly a state of the art stadium. Yeah, no, it would be, I and mean, that would be. cool. Yeah, and I, you know, I know Craig talked about maybe shifting it just a little bit so it could potentially hit balls into the Willamette. Yeah, that would that be would pretty be fun. Nice yeah, Splashdown. You'd be I out there on your kayak, wouldn't you? Uh, almost guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or a duck boat or something. Or a duck boat. <laughs> <laughs> or a duck suit. Yeah. yeah there, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's Portland, so you'd get some crazies out there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You'd get all sorts of like floaties. Yeah. And, the river yeah. will be totally filled with people. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It will. Yeah. It will be. What Make, about, naked human chains and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, it'd be. Uh, what about names? Um, I know Pioneers uh, is one. The Mavericks are one. I even threw out like the Portland Lamprey. He's, it, yeah. he's got the Lamprey thing going on. Little teeth, I sucker teeth. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Just think of it like wrapped around a like a baseball bat and like how <laughs> mean it looking it yeah. would be. I'm a fan of bringing it back to the Mavericks or the Beavers yeah. or whatever, which mm-hmm. would be cool. Portland Grays would be cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. A little classic history there, too. Yeah. On the the Portland Rosebuds from back at Jack, uh, Jesse, Jesse Owens. Owens. Okay. Squad, yeah. I, I was, oh. talking, with, I was, ta- I was talking with Craig. I'm like, 
hey, do you, w- would you do any like sort of promotional things like Jesse did, like go out and like race a horse yeah, or maybe like run hurdles? Yeah, he raced a horse for the promotion for the Rosebud. Jesse, yeah. Jesse Owens did. <laughs> he raced yeah. a horse there, as the, part of a promotional The thing. history uh, yeah. on the Portland Rosebuds is very hard to come by. But, you know, what we have found out and it was just phenomenal. It's 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 a really good episode. We learned a lot about Jesse Owens and like what they were doing. I mean, the league itself folded after six months, but (laughs) it was pretty phenomenal. So, you know, I think the Portland Mavericks, I like the Portland Rosebuds, maybe the Grays. You know, I'll be honest with you. Maybe people hit me on this one, but I'm not so sure about the Beavers. And, And here's why. Just hear me out real quick the bad luck that that name has had. And it's just like, it's come, it's gone, it's come, it's gone. And it's yeah. just like, I feel like if, you know, leave it, let OSU have yeah. the Beavers. People are a little yeah, traumatized with they're, the Beavers. They're, they're doing great and let them continue using that name and keep it in great status. Let's let's go with something a little bit different. I like the Rosebuds. I'd never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I We went to this other thing. It had like the Portland Californians, the Portland. There were some weird off the wall ones. Yeah. yeah. River rats. And yeah. Nutria. <laughs> yeah. A couple others. Of course. The river rats. They were going with the river and they have a Nutria logo, yeah, right? Yeah. like a mean, yeah. mean, yeah. mean non-native rodent, right? So like, yeah. what about you, Eric? What do you think uh, is the name? I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I, I kind of like all the themes that they threw out the other night. I'm looking at, you know, they got the beer themes. The hops. I, I think they're hoarding a few, though. They yeah. were definitely hoarding a few. There's something else yep. in there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of to the Beavers. I, I just, I just want Major League Baseball here. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. you know. I just, to, to me, the name. I mean, yeah, we'd I'd sell out on the Mariners. We'd be right here in Portland, and yeah. it'd just be such a great opportunity. I don't, yeah, beggars, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of Red Sox fans. I mean, I'm one, but there's also a lot of Yankee fans. I mean, a lot of the big teams, Cubs. Yeah. You know, you get all those teams, they're going to draw um, fans from within yeah, the Oakland area. fans, yeah. There's yeah. A, Andrew, what about you? What do you think? What do you think for a name? I like the Mavericks. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I honestly think the Mavericks would be yeah, perfect like for it. this town. I like it, yeah. too. Do you it's stay with the... Thing, yeah, I, I like it. Do you stay with the, the, the maroon black and, and white colors of the Mavericks or do you kind of change it up to what they're using for the colors now which would be like the blue and white uh, I, th- I think they would have to ch- change it to uh, the kind of the old school colors that would be really sweet kind of honoring the old team mm-hmm. maybe modernize the kind of the, the design but yeah. you have some throwback nights yeah, the, that'd, be, that'd be really cool. The cast are like the uh, the Montreal yeah, Expo yeah, like cast. Yeah, pinwheel. Yeah, yeah. pinwheel. So you're not opposed to like having a team name as from another city, like the Dallas Mavericks, because I kind of have a little weird thing about that, where I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah. I don't know if you want the same team name as another city. That's uh, interesting that point. Yeah. Interesting point. Yeah. yeah, but I do love the Mavericks just as much as you. So yeah, I'm I mean, in the same yeah, boat. Yeah. yeah, that brings a lot of history back um, to the area, and uh, it would it would it'd be interesting to see what they have now. Dave and I threw this question out, and I want to see um, what you have to think of this. If you you get this team, let's just say it's an expa- a new expansion team, and you could take one player from any team currently on an active roster, and you could build upon that player. Um, who who would that player be and why? Uh, we'll go with that one first. <laughs> Mike Trout. Mike Trout. That's, yeah. Oh, 
That's a that's a good choice. I think my trout in Portland. Oh man, yeah, the trout in Portland. Yeah, that's a big seller right there. Yeah, I love his swagger when he beats up my Mariners. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and he makes it he makes it a joke when he plays the Mariners. David. So David said Altuve. Yeah, Altuve. And I threw out Mookie. That is Jackie Bradley or Aaron Judge. And you, maybe, maybe Felix Hernandez. I mean, like a Felix oh. Hernandez kind of player. I mean, just the commitment that he has to the uh, Mariners is something unlike anything that you yeah. see in baseball today. Yeah, he really committed. Yeah. Maybe yeah. get like a Johnny Damon, you know, get that big beard. You know, you're supporting the big, you know, the yeah, beard. A you see, bit closer. You, know, <laughs> you could be, you could be like, you know, if they come up with like a human um, I, name, you could be maybe like the. the I mascot. take I take Mike Trout <laughs> here in his mid to late 30s. I don't even think it matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll take ages. his whole career. Yeah, let's take him. <laughs> yeah. 41 years old, come here and play, whatever. Yeah. But what's this? Up? I mean, you have Cano on your uh, Facebook account as like one of your you know players that you like. It's I, do like I do like. I know you do your research. I do like Cano. Uh, I think he has one of the purest and like smoothest lefty looking swings yeah, that's ever things. existed. Yep. Yeah, but Effortless. the but the thing is, uh, I don't know. I think he's a little bit of a money guy, and I think you know how it kind of ended up with him in Seattle. It kind of didn't leave yeah. me the right way. I still like him as a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I wanted him on my team as much anymore, I'd say a little bit less than I mm. did before. Yeah, right on. But other than that, no, I, li- I like Cano. I do. But Mike Trout is Mike Trout. He is on a pedestal, but it's a different level. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I like, I'm liking Jackie Bradley Jr. a lot. Really, mm, I think he's he's just got a really good talent, um, and I he because there's a story that came out during like the World Series where. He had seen a homeless guy, and so he went and bought him food and, and did some, some stuff that you don't hear a lot from, you know, players as far as, like, what they're doing. And maybe maybe that's a good thing because some of them don't like to publicize or get it publicized, like, what they're doing. Yeah. But, I mean, that to me kind of put him on another level. You know, it kind of reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald in a way. And yeah. what Larry... Larry does is he's just a great human being um, as an individual. You know, I I know they had the Walter Payton year of the award, and you know a lot of great people like you know JJ Watt have received that, Drew Brees, but it's just the kind of character that you kind of want to see in a a player that comes to Portland. Chris Long, yeah, Yeah. I do like Mookie though. You were saying earlier, Mookie is a phenomenal athlete. That is like, yeah, I think. Five nine. He's a professional bowler. Also, yeah, he yeah. bowled bowled the three hundred games. Yeah, yeah, the dude's he bowls a legend already. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's crazy. What about you, Eric? What are you th- you think of anything? Saying, I think I think Felix Hernandez is going to be in the front office. Is what I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to come down with Russell, and they're going to combine it, and make something yeah. happen. Yeah. They're scheming right yeah. now. Yeah, Tommy Lasorda will uh, come out of somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about bringing back some guys like maybe trying to get Edwin Diaz back into the Northwest and oh, uh, yeah. show some closers? You yeah. know, bring some guys back that are already familiar to the to the to the people that are in the mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and in Seattle and Portland have a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, culturally. Yeah. Golly, there's just a, a ton of guys you bring back. Um, yeah, that Jackie Bradley Jr. thing is an interesting one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of yeah. I'd also like to maybe see. Um, I, you know, he may be on his way done, but. Jacoby Ellsbury, you know, maybe make That'd a comeback a back mm-hmm. here. That would oh, yeah. be kind of kind of fun to Conforto. see him. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, Andrew? Any any ideas of players you'd like to see oh, come come start a team here? Uh, definitely Altuve. Yeah. He'd be perfect. Yeah. You know, he does like everything. Has power. Right. He's a little guy. Just mm-hmm. different, hard. right? Just different. Yeah. Altuve. Yeah. Perfect for the city. Yeah. So this yeah. Big little power guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's amazing. Defies yeah. the laws of physics. Exactly. Yeah, that guy. He can amazing. hit too. Yeah, he can hit for oh, power. He can, he can hit, hit for, for average. average. He's, average. he's fast. Yeah. Uh, what about like, a pitcher? Any any pitcher. any pitchers? Pitcher. You know, maybe I don't know. I throw Chris Sale out there, but Sale. I guess I'm a Red Sox homer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see where you're going <laughs> with this. Yeah. Take the yeah. Red Sox and just transplant them out here for me. Get the whole. Uh, yeah. Get the whole. Uh, yeah. No Syndergaard. Yeah. <laughs> Get Just get, you know, you want to talk about a cultural shift, right? Yeah. Yeah. New York to Portland. Mm. You know, he, he, that might be something he's looking for, right? Yeah. Like a Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, just a total, total <laughs> departure from that market. And oh, man. Speaking of which, do you think that a team that comes here has to be clean shaven, whatever? Or, or would you rather see um, longer hair, like the big. Yeah. Beards and you know so on. I, I, yeah, well, beards are good. Yeah, <laughs> beards are good. Um, but I gotta say, uh, I try to grow a beard, but it's blotchy. I, it's just about. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing there. Mine's green like yours. <laughs> I know. I've accepted <laughs> it. I'm, I'm just going with it. Gray beard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just for me, it's just bring them in, whoever they are, make it good baseball, you know, and and just competitive baseball. Uh, Excited. Who, who's throwing out the first pitch? I know it's been, you know, maybe Russell Wilson, oh, it's gotta, it's gotta be Kurt, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Talking yeah. about Kurt, Kurt, Russell. Kurt Russell. That would be awesome. That, that that's would, got, that's who it's got to be. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they have Darwin Barney throw out the first Ooh, pitch. That's another one, too. Yeah. Um, I talked to. Uh, uh, Jack Dunn and I'm like okay man they have you out throwing the first pitch which you, how fast you throw and he's like maybe 20 <laughs> <laughs> 20 yeah, love it <laughs> give him a bionic arm and do like an pitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> just float it like the 12-6 yeah. Ephus yeah. <laughs> granny yeah. style yep. granny style <laughs> what's the what's the, the movie with the kids the, the kid that plays for the Cubs and oh with the bionic arm and then he like at the end he at the end rookie, yeah the rookie yeah rookie yeah and at the end the he, float, he lost it is because it's his mom's baseball yeah. glove yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could have Dave do that that's how I normally <laughs> yeah. throw anyway yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah barely hit the cutoff from left field dude in my in my prime oh yeah yeah you look like Phil Probably Rivers throwing a football man it was crazy I'll be, I'll be like the kid in the sandlot instead of throwing it to like the cutoff I'll throw it into the out you know the, the right. grandstands Clip. <laughs> so um well uh, you know I think that's gonna do it for uh this episode and uh, gosh, you know, this has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed having um, you, Eric and Easton on. Uh, thank you from very much. Portland Eastside Baseball. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. It was awesome. Yeah, you guys jumped on me on the uh, on the internet, and I was like, God, I love this. This is this is this is just checking me in. Just checking me in, and like, we want to come on. I'm like, yeah. And I told Dave, yeah. I was like, these guys want to come on. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. So, but thank you. I mean, I've learned a lot more about you. I hope the listeners will learn a little more about you. I hope they'll 
um, understand a little bit about more what you got going on with your program at Portland Eastside Baseball. Now, when when did the sign up start for that? Are they already happening? Uh, well, it's on board. It's on the website. If you saw it, we're starting to get it fired up. Um, we're si- signing up for youth leagues right now on the east side. Um, uh, but uh, it'll be shortly after the spring season gets underway. We'll start getting ready for summer. Start putting that up on the page and stuff. So excellent. Yeah. Um, I think we'll have to come out for a game or two. Oh, right, yeah, this yeah. summer. I want to come yeah. watch a squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll be like Legion uh, Ball. So uh, yeah, Legion this summer. Hey, I do want to uh, throw yeah. that out there. You know, I do chance to do this but um madison high school 1969 uh contractors uh the only team in the history of the state of oregon out of a high school to win the american legion world series really uh, yeah and this is the 69 50th, madison squad yeah wow. this is the 50th year Whoa. reunion we're having a big year no june 8th with all those guys june 9th and it's all the madison alumni but we've thought hard about um Maybe doing a tournament in Portland or something, something to kind of recognize these guys. That's know? cool. Wow, it's the only one in the state's history. So that's yeah, that's, that's big time. That's big time. That's high yeah. level. Yeah, well, yeah, that'd be fun to come to. Yeah, yeah. We'll crash Maybe it. Come out to that. Yeah, we'll yeah. crash it. We're crashing. Pull the gear out and just <laughs> crash it. Yeah, we'll bring the beer. Reunion crashers. Gear, beer, and just crash yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> we're the wedding crashers. Yeah, yeah we'll <laughs> get after reunion it. crashers. Yep. But well, uh, I'm, I'm old, so I'll, I'll fit right in. Uh, <laughs> as you keep pointing out, they'll be like, "What? What did you play? Left, right, like, bench?" Yeah, yeah, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I warmed up the splinter bottom. Yeah. <laughs> warmed up the bench. <laughs> so, um, but again, thank you. We've learned a lot, uh, and Andrew, thank you for uh, Thanks, taking Andrew. some time to come on the uh, podcast yeah, with us. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. we really appreciate you being on. Um, so I guess that's going to do it uh, for this episode. Uh, Dave, once again, thanks for being a part of uh, this movement with me. And thanks for dragging all this awesome gear up here. You're well equipped. This is crazy. Yeah, I think we sound a lot better than we did. Well, I hope so. It can't be any worse. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Yeah, it's like before we'd be huddled around right. one microphone. Now we got four. Yeah. So... Uh, thank you again, Dave. Uh, Thanks, ben. Baseball to Portland, great movement. Portland Diamond Project, check it out. Thank you again to our sponsors, uh, Guardian Games, for giving us the this great room to record in, Guardian Games Studio. If you haven't come down here, come on and check them out. they got lots of different fun games that you can have, anywhere from Magic, Dungeons & Dragons, various other board games. Uh, thank you, Portland Diamond Project, for uh, working and bringing baseball to uh, Portland. We hope to uh, be a part of this movement for, for years to come and then when baseball comes to Portland. So thank you so much um, to that gang. And uh, that's it for Dave and I. You guys have a great day. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. It's been wonderful. All right, peace out. <laughs> <laughs>